With the election day approaching, the DPP's vice presidential candidate Shelby Kim headed to the East Coast to stump for her party's legislative candidates. One of them was Lai Kuncheng, a former aide of Xiao's and former colleague at the legislative Yuan. Lai is running for the legislative seat for Taidong, where he is up against five other candidates, including a former DPP member. Xiao called on DPP supporters to rally behind Lai in the upcoming election. Let's hear from her. We have very different personalities, so we got into arguments pretty often. He likes joking around, but I'm more serious, so I'd often tell him off. I believe he is relaxed, but not negligent. He's very diligent. Although Hualien and Taidong are hard constituencies to win, we have been slowly making ground over the past 30-something years. These areas behind the mountains will one day become an oasis for democracy. In the afternoon, Xiao traveled to Hualien riding on a motorcade with DPP legislative candidate Zhang Meihui. It's looking to be a tough election for Zhang, who is up against incumbent Fu Quanqi. But nevertheless, supporters went out to wish her the best. Scuttled plans to build an advanced fab in Taoyuan's Longtan have left many wondering where TSMC was to produce its 1.4 nanometer chips. Now the wait is over, as the Ministry of the Interior approved a plan to expand the Central Taiwan Science Park in Taichung. Appropriated land for the project is expected to be handed to TSMC in June next year. Meanwhile, Kaohsiung is set to become TSMC's hub for 2 nanometer process production. This lot on Taichung's Xinke Road, right next to another TSMC fab, is to soon be expanded to house the company's advanced processes for sub-2 nanometer chips. After approval by the Ministry of the Interior, the additional land is to be appropriated and handed to TSMC in June next year at the earliest. The plan is about 99% decided. TSMC is to bring its most advanced processes to Taichung. If I heard this right, it could be for chips smaller than 2 nanometers. Taichung Mayor Lu Xiuyan confirmed that TSMC is to build in the city, likely for its most advanced 1.4 nanometer process. After earlier plans to build the facility in Taoyuan's Longtan fell through, both Taichung and Kaohsiung vied for consideration. Instead of building a 2 nanometer fab in the central Taiwan Science Park, TSMC is now looking to bring its most advanced processes to Taichung and move 2 nanometer production to Kaohsiung, where it will reportedly build five new fabs. We already issued licenses to TSMC for its second fab earlier this month. Kaohsiung Mayor Chen Ximai said that just one nanometer fab in the Nanzi Technology Industrial Park is to cost 20 billion U.S. dollars, while two are to set the company back 1.2 trillion NT ahead of mass production scheduled for 2025. Regardless of where the fabs end up, Taichung and Kaohsiung are both set to become TSMC's centers for advanced production. The National Development Council's Business Climate Monitor has received a boost, rising four points from 16 to 20, the highest score since September last year. The improvement comes after a growth in exports in November, accompanied by growing turnovers in the wholesale industry and enthusiasm in the retail and food and drink industries. 
The NDC's Composite Index of Economic Indicators has been upgraded from blue, indicating contraction, to yellow-blue, which indicates sluggish growth. The NDC says it expects the economy to gradually recover. That will depend on several issues, including whether there are any changes to key interest rates, developments in international geopolitics and uncertainties in the Eurozone and Japan. The Taipei Metro is expecting up to 2.3 million revelers to head to the area around Taipei 101 on December 31st for the city's New Year's Eve fireworks display. As it does every year, the MRT company has come up with a comprehensive plan to make sure everyone gets home safely after the show. Trains will run for 42 hours straight from December 31st to January 1st, and the frequency of services will be increased at key stations. They tap along to the beat of the cajones. These performers are employees of the Taipei Metro who will be working overnight on New Year's Eve. After rehearsing for almost half a year, they are ready for their show at Exit 2 of Taipei City Hall Station, which will feature a stage for the first time. The Taipei Metro workers will be bringing classic tunes to keep passengers cheery, all while reminding them of the rules of riding the MRT on New Year's. Don't push, don't squeeze past others, and protect yourself and others. It's New Year's, so it's a jolly time for everyone. When people are heading back home, nobody will be doing much, so we can step in and celebrate with them. We can also tell bad jokes or pose riddles to interact with passengers. We'll give them little gifts to take home. The Taipei Metro has drafted a plan to keep passengers safe and moving along after the city's New Year's show. To keep people moving at busy stations, spacious waiting areas will be set up at Exit 2 of Taipei City Hall Station, Exit 5 of Taipei 101 World Trade Center Station, and Exits 3, 4, and 5 at Sun Yat-sen Memorial Hall Station. Extra staff will be dispatched to maintain order, and a digital crowd management system will be deployed to keep crowds in check. Just like last year, New Year's Eve happens to be on the weekend. Last year, there were about 2.16 million people, and this year we're expecting even more, anywhere from 2.25 to 2.3 million. The MRT will operate for 42 hours straight, from 6 a.m. on December 31st to late night on January 1st. And starting at 7 p.m. on December 31st, services will become more frequent on the red and blue lines, which service Xinyi District. On New Year's, the busiest lines are the blue and red lines. Trains will come every two and a half minutes on the blue line and every three minutes on the red line. We estimate that the crowds will have died down somewhat by around 2 a.m. The Taipei Metro reminds the general public that some trains going to Xinyi District will not stop at Taipei City Hall or the Taipei 101 World Trade Center stations. Revelers are advised to alight one station early at Sun Yat-sen Memorial Hall or Xinyi Anhe and go to the venue on foot. Rising commodity prices have reached a point where tax deductions need to be adjusted. The government has raised the standard deduction amount for wages and special deductions for people with disabilities. As many as 6.62 million households are expected to benefit after the adjustment. In addition, rents for housing will be categorized as special deductions. Special deductions for preschoolers have also been raised. 
The new rates will be introduced next year and be applied in 2025. Some benefits will be introduced. For example, there's an adjustment if you have preschoolers or kids younger than six. You'll get a greater deduction for your first child and an even greater deduction for your second child. Also, the rent you pay will be a special deduction rather than an itemized deduction. For young renters, this will be of some help. In Taipei, the living expenses, commodity prices, and kids' tuitions are all quite high, so basically, any tax deduction would be nice. Every little bit helps. If it can help people save money, especially for young people who are trying to save up, a little less pressure is a good thing. The income tax exemption has been increased from 92,000 NT to 97,000 NT, an increase of 5,000 NT. The standard deduction has been raised by 7,000 NT to 131,000 NT, and deductions for salaries and physical and mental disabilities have been increased to 218,000 NT. So for a family of four with double incomes, the tax payment could be reduced by 2,800 NT to a total of 22,400 NT. The presidential office has unveiled its lucky merch for the Year of the Dragon. As in previous years, there are spring couplets, red envelopes and lucky amulets, which will be handed out for free starting on January 1st. All in all, there are 320,000 goodies to be given away during tours of the presidential office building or at any of the Executive Yuan's joint service centers around Taiwan. The presidential office has revealed its spring couplets for the Year of the Dragon, a punny saying about prosperity. The work was designed by Bo Yutian, who employed smooth brushstrokes to wish people from all walks of life abundance in the new year. We have the four characters here. We wanted the character for dragon to be the main element. The writing looks more gentle than last year, and also a little more urgent. Besides the spring couplets, there are also red envelopes designed by Yan Yunshan. The front and back can be put together to display a gold dragon strutting forward, symbolizing progress. At the top, a message embossed in gold says 2024 Happy New Year. In the east, dragons symbolize power and good fortune. With these rounded curves, it aims to convey harmony and prosperity for everyone. The presidential office will be handing out 320,000 envelopes and spring couplets from January 1st to February 7th. They'll be given out at the end of tours in the presidential office building and also personally by President Tsai Ing-wen and Vice President Lai Ching-de on New Year's Day. Outside Taipei, the goodies can be picked up for free at any of the Executive Yuan's joint service centers. On the morning of New Year's Day, the President and Vice President will be handing out 1,000 envelopes and 1,000 spring couplets for the Year of the Dragon at the entrance hall of the Presidential Office Building. Every year, the Presidential Office also releases a lucky amulet, which this year is a foldable card with a brand new 1NT coin. It symbolizes starting anew in the Year of the Dragon. As Lai and Tsai embark on the New Year's itineraries, they hope to bring everyone good fortune. 
Well, the new year is almost here, and so is the annual New Year's Eve concert by One Song Orchestra. For the sixth year, the Sounds of Taiwan concert is to be held on January 1st at the National Concert Hall. Mayan Chen, chief conductor of Austria's Recreation Orchestra, is to serve as conductor for the first time, joined by the Jew percussion group and renowned flutist Jasmine Choi. Bursting with Taiwanese themes, it will be the perfect way for music lovers to ring in the new year. Chief Conductor of Austria's Recreation Orchestra, Mayan Chen, is working with One Song Orchestra for the first time as conductor of its New Year's Day concert to be held at the National Concert Hall. The annual Sounds of Taiwan New Year's concert by One Song is entering its sixth year. Organized with corporate partners, the event will also be broadcast on television for music enthusiasts to enjoy, even without a ticket. One Song Orchestra is already internationally recognized, having performed abroad to great acclaim. Our involvement has the benefit of allowing anyone to watch, whether they're in Taiwan or abroad. We hope to also promote Taiwanese culture internationally, so Asa founder Stan Shi played a big role. He knows how to build a brand. He approached lots and lots of entrepreneurs for support. One song has a strong lineup planned. Jew percussion group and renowned flutist Jasmine Choi are both joining for the first time as a special surprise for the audience. It has always been a goal of ours to invite guest musicians and conductors because we hope to make our New Year's concert an international event. The sixth edition of the Sounds of Taiwan New Year's concert is to bring together musicians from all over to play entirely local music, giving the world a glimpse of Taiwanese culture. Taichung Veterans General Hospital held a groundbreaking ceremony Wednesday for a new proton therapy center. Proton therapy is a kind of treatment for cancer which can help reduce radiation exposure from traditional treatments like chemotherapy. The project, which features two treatment rooms, was greenlit by the Executive Yuan in 2022 and could be complete within one and a half years. The hospital hopes the center will provide precision therapy for Taiwan's rising number of cancer patients. Let's hear from the hospital. Proton therapy can yield good results in treating most solid cancerous tumors. During construction of the Proton Therapy Center, we bumped up against the Ukraine-Russia war and an increase in the price of materials. So that's why the whole schedule had to be delayed by half a year. Many scholars from abroad and professionals working with medical equipment have come to Taiwan to learn from us. Even more people have been dispatched from the U.S. Our healthcare system, and especially the Veterans General Hospital system, is truly the shield that protects our nation. Also on Wednesday, Taichung Veterans General Hospital inaugurated its fully automated smart lab. The facility uses electric carrier vehicles to move items around, including test tubes, blood samples, and materials requiring cold storage. In the future, the facility will be able to process more than 10,000 items a day. 
Today we take you to meet Juan Xie, an artist who is also a teacher at National Tsinghua University. In her latest solo exhibition titled She Postscript, Xie has created artworks evoking the struggles women face every day. Many of her works were inspired by Greek mythology. Our very own Stephanie Yang spoke to Xie to find out more. This work is called The Birth of Athena. After Xie found a mannequin in the garbage at her school, she created Athena. Besides adorning her with a beautiful black dress, she also created a basketball net. The work explores women's rights. Athena was born from Zeus' head, and uh, she was born armed. And uh, we cannot tell her sexuality. So I put, I dress her in a beautiful, yet, yet dangerous, yet protective uh, dress. And uh, I gave her a light to shine her beautiful dress. And uh, I also move her womb outward, uh, symbolized as a basket. It's a basket, um, the shooting port. Um, so this is a perfect antenna to me. The basket port, the, the basket shooting port is symbolized a uh, woman's womb. It's also symbolized Athena's womb. And I think every woman has a womb, but it is your right if you want to use it or you don't. It's human right. Another work is called Moving in Chaos. Xie has created a moving object with wheels. Powered by a remote controller, it moves around in a small frame. The work was inspired by Baroque patterns and Xie's childhood. It explores boundaries. Uh, this work is about uh, the collisions making noise, and it is like um, uh, our our boundary. Everyone has their own life boundary. So I make uh, the, the ornamented uh, Baroque style pattern, and uh, under underneath there are wheels. The wheels were making metal noise when they when they are uh, when the collision happens. So it reminds me that uh, I have a boundary and uh, I'm friend. However, when I'm trying to make like, make it uh, moving, the friend will move too. So I found I found myself been traveling with the boundary. Xie obtained her doctorate of fine arts at the NYU Steinhardt School. She currently teaches at the Department of Arts and Design at National Tsinghua University. Xie's works have been exhibited at several institutions. She juggles many roles as a daughter, mother, wife, scholar, and artist. She says a lot of works have been inspired by her life, travels, and the books she reads. When I was uh, 20, 26 or 7 something, I traveled along in uh, Europe for two months all by myself. And I visit the church, I visit museums, I visit every spot. And uh, also I meet people from uh, every countries. It inspired me and also opened my vision for the, for the art. Art is not only for art's sake. Art is like uh, your daily life. Art is like your culture. Pen is about to enter the labyrinth. During her career, Xie has dedicated herself to women's studies. She has created numerous artworks to portray the obstacles and struggles facing women, as well as showcase their power. Some of her works also touch on the topic of the Me Too movement and Greek mythology. 
Recently, there is a big issue about Me Too. So I have some artwork which is about Me Too. I use uh, also Greek myth mythology uh, uh, woman like uh, the forest nymph who is a syrinx. And she was sexually harassed by Pan. Pan is a, a, a kind of goat, a, a kind of god with a goat button and a human torso with a horn on, on his head. And uh, he was chasing syrinx. So I painted so many pens in this exhibition as a small one, like uh, those uh, small one, uh, pen was chasing and uh, be running, running away. Xie's solo exhibition, She Postscript, will be on show at Mindset Art Center till January 12th. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Yang Kai in Taipei.